0: They watch a movie, then record themselves talking about
1: the movie. You're listening to Movie Wayne Game. On today's episode, they are Ashley
0: Brown-Durand, Justin Brown-Durand, and me, Matthew Durand. Nineteen ninety one too? Nineteen ninety one. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Fourth movie by the Coen <coughs> brothers. Joel oh really? And Joel wow. and Ethan. They didn't do After two. What? Um Blood Simple, Raising Arizona, Miller's Crossing. Wow, weird.
2: This. Um Wait, what year is Blood Simple from? Like I wanna say eighty four. Okay. I think I I thought that was older, like nineteen eighty or something. No. Wow, so they, they haven't really done They're all probably pretty young, huh?
0: Yeah. Um and this movie I guess um so Miller's Crossing is a very like plot heavy
2: movie. It's like an Irish mafia movie or something. Yeah. Okay.
0: And I guess there was a point in writing that where they got they just got frustrated with it and they felt like they needed to take a break from it. Yeah. So they wrote this movie in, like, three weeks or something. Wow. And then yeah, that makes sense, after actually. they finished Miller's Crossing, they made this fairly quickly, I guess. And, uh, I mean, it didn't it didn't make any money. Or but it was
2: kind of a big critical success, it, right? Well,
0: the big thing about it was that it played at the Grand <clears throat> Film Festival. And that festival, there's usually this thing with the juries where... They try to, like, share the wealth, and, like, it's rare for a movie to get more than one of the awards. Yeah. But it got the Palme d'Or, which is, like, the big Best Picture thing, and Best Director, and Best Actor for John Turturro, actually. Wow. Wow. So people were kind of like, wow, it,
2: like, swept the big... I don't know. Um, That's crazy. So... uh, John Turturro, um, is. is he in a lot of movies? He's, <laughs> he's been in a lot of movies. I don't think he had been at this point. Well, before this, he was in Do the Right Thing with a pretty big role.
0: Is that like 1990? 89, I think. Okay. Um, and then Miller's Crossing. The oh, Always in that. This, okay. He has like a prominent supporting role in
2: that. And then he's in Quiz Show in the mid-90s, oh, right? Oh,
0: that's the 90s Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think that's all I can um, think of.
0: Well, he's in A Brother Where Art Thou...
2: Oh, oh yeah, yeah he's, he's one of the prisoners, okay. right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um he's done a bunch of movies, he's directed a few movies, but Okay. Oh he's in um he's in the Big Lebowski.
2: He's, oh, okay.
0: he's Jesus. Okay. In the Big Lebowski.
2: Is that the next movie after this?
0: No. Um
2: There's still a few.
0: There's Hudsucker Proxy, oh, right, right, right. then Fargo, then Big Lebowski,
2: wow. I think. They're kinda an interesting career. They write all their movies?
0: Um... For the most
2: part? Most most of them. them. There was a
0: few that they were kind of like directors for hire on. Oh, really? Intolerable Cruelty? Intolerable Cruelty, Lady Killers is a remake. I don't know if they wrote it, but... And maybe one or two other ones, too. But they, they mostly write their own stuff. Um... I don't think about this movie a whole lot, but it's actually kind of an important movie for me in terms of, like, my development as somebody who's into movies.
2: You saw this when when you were young.
0: Yeah. Um, I remember... So this came out in 91, so it must have come out on video probably 92, so I would have been, like, 14 or 15. Okay. And I had gotten into reading, um, in Entertainment Weekly and Rolling Stone Um, and (laughs) it was what we had access to because there was no internet Mm -hmm. Um, and I remember um, this getting this like real rave review in Entertainment Weekly at the time and just in the way it was being described and stuff it seemed like this really strange different kind of movie so I was intrigued by it um, I think probably, like, a lot of movie reviews, it kind of gave away more than I wish it had. Because I think I kind of went into it knowing that there was something... There ended up being something sinister about John Goodman's character. Although, right. there's something kind of weird about him yeah, you from the tell beginning. Yeah. You know, you can't yeah. tell where it's going to go, but, like... Yeah. yeah. But, um... So I remember watching it, and... I'm trying to think if this is not the case, but I think this might be the case. I think this might be my first real exposure to the idea of, I don't know what else to call it, but like, surrealism in movies? Like the idea that you can tell a story that's kind of like operating on this dream logic, but that it's like set in what's sort of the real world, but it's not the real world. But that you don't have to be like, this is a dream sequence, this is really happening, yeah. this isn't. Mm-hmm. Like like that it's just kind of going for this weird mood and it's it's like uh ISO. Um What? <laughs> what do you want? You have food. Do you have something <laughs> to say about the movie?
1: Oh. Is He's
2: gonna call you, you actually.
0: We'll no you. he
2: won't.
0: Yeah,
2: um he, won't. he wants you, Matt.
0: Me, I'll get on the floor. With you on the bed.
2: But Go um raffle we'll, with him. Uh,
0: I remember in particular, like the thing that made the biggest impression on me was um we haven't like established anything about the movie yet. I'm not sure it's if we say anything about. It. But just to jump but around. So, so the the scene um The scene where Barton wakes up after he's he's um, slept with Judy Davis's character Audrey, um, and he swats a mosquito, and then there's like an unusual amount of blood from the mosquito, which then turns into like all this blood coming from under her body, and then she's like dead in the bed, and there's all this blood, um, just that kind of. Like sort of dream logic of that scene unfolding, Mm -hmm. and then it never gets resolved in any way where there's never any like a rational explanation for what happened to her that would lead to like that. Yeah. But I don't know. Just the idea that you could do something that functions as like this weird sort of like dream event, but the movie treats it like it's real, and the movie just kind of increasingly feels like a dream, like. Mm -hmm. I think this is my first exposure to the idea that you could do things like that. That, like, movies could be like this. So I don't know if it's, like, me first getting to this idea of, like, is this what people mean by, like, art films or Mm -hmm. something? Right. um, And I don't don't really know how much I got out of it at that age but I, I think I was just kind of I think I was just kind of carried along by this feeling of, like, oh, you can make movies in real different ways. Yeah. Like, like it. I feel like so I feel like it was kind of this gateway movie to me. And I watched it quite a few times, I think, like, in high school, and then didn't really watch it much after that. Um, but I've watched it off and on over the years.
2: Do you um, like it still? I do,
0: yeah. Um... It's so tricky, because I feel like Coen Brothers movies, there's there's always something kind of cold about them. Like, maybe Fargo is an exception, kind of, because because uh,
2: I feel like Francis McDormand's character is very human yeah. in that movie, but I feel like... And there's like, uh, the comedy in that movie is pretty easy to like, like the silliness of like their, you know, their, the like, Minnesota acts in Minnesota. Yeah. 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 I don't know, there's something, like, kind of cute about that movie that's kind of easy to...
0: Yeah. For people
2: to sort of uh, warm up to, I think. And
0: there's, like, sweet stuff in some of their movies here and there and things, but, like, I I feel like it's not the kind of thing where you watch a movie and go, like, all those guys, they've got heart,
2: you know? (laughs) (laughs) It's nowhere near as bad at all, but but it reminds me a little bit of how, like, I feel like Terry Gilliam movies are, like, impenetrable for me, oh, like, like yeah, emotionally, yeah, yeah. as, like, like I I feel like there's some interesting stuff that happens in some of them, but I don't feel, like, really any connection to what's going on, and some sometimes I feel that with Coen Brothers movies, like, it's kind of, um, not nearly as much, but there's a, there's yeah. a, there's a little bit of that, 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 um, there are movies that I kind of end up feeling like, okay... Wow, it's weird that they decided to make this movie. like it's not which is true of Terry Gilliam, too like wow, they put a lot of effort into that plot that that like that like I can't really figure out why you know a lot of the movies that I like a lot, I know exactly why the person wrote it. It feels like yeah, even David even David Lynch movies that are really weird, yeah, and like I feel like I can still connect to what's going on emotionally, yeah, in a, a lot of them, but this I do feel. Their, their stuff feels a little more like, um, you know, at arm's length a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um. Did you like it?
1: Me. Uh. Yeah. I enjoyed watching it. Yeah. Okay. Back to Matt.
0: <laughs> and we're done. <laughs> um.
2: Wait. Did this, Did you like it, Justin? I don't know. It's hard to to. You know, it might be something about getting older and, like, like I feel like if I had seen this when I was a teenager yeah, or even in my 20s, it would have it fit in with a lot of other kinds of movies that I spent my time watching. You know, like, the, just, like, for the sake of it being interesting. Yeah. Or for, like, what you were saying about, like, wow, it's weird that you can make, that's kind of cool that you can make a movie like this. Yeah. But I do feel like, as I've, I, so, I, yeah, I have to say I like it, but, but like, I, do I think it's something I'd, like, watch again anytime soon? Probably not. Yeah. You know, like, because it didn't really emotionally do much for me. You know? You I think know? I liked
1: it better than you did. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. I mean, I went into it, like, not... Like, I... I'm wondering if, it, if I even watched a whole trailer the other day of where I... If I stopped because I was familiar, I felt familiar enough with it that I was like, oh yeah, that's a movie that I kind of wanted to see or something. Yeah. But I didn't see any of the like super weird stuff coming. Yeah. Um, but I think I, I liked it. I thought it was a strange and interesting way. Have you seen a lot of Coen Brothers movies? I don't know. I mean, I've seen Fargo, but not for many years. Okay. That's on my like watch again list. Can you list some other? The man
2: who wasn't there. Billy Bob Thornton. It's black and white.
1: No.
2: Um. Uh. Oh, brother, where art thou?
1: Yeah, I saw that. I didn't like that as much as.
2: That's another one, actually. It so, 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 feet so, feet like the, I felt, like I felt like, like it felt like this. Um, even if just briefly, it felt like kind of like this cultural. Yeah. Like, like, that music was, like, popular for, like, ten yeah. minutes. And, like, yeah. I, like I bought when the soundtrack
1: even. Yeah. Like I for think some by reason. the time I saw it, I felt like I was too late to the game or something. Okay. Like, yeah. I missed the opportunity to jump on board where everyone else thought that, that movie was, like, so great. And I was just like, really? This, like... Yeah. What's happening? Yeah. It seems so silly. Like it's Well, like, it had
2: that thing where I feel like there were a lot of elements that, like, felt like I... I, I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like once it was over, I was just kind of like emotionally, sort of like, huh? Did I connect to that? Yeah. I don't know. There's yeah. really much for, there for me to hold on to. Yeah. I think actually, the man who wasn't there is I remember being one that I could kind of sink my. Yeah, that my, one. That one, that one, one I actually feel more.
0: like
2: like moved. Billy Bob Thornton, I think, is is, is, um, is really good given the right material. Um, and Fargo, I, I I can get into. Oh, you know what? I I found myself thinking a few times. And I, I like, you know, I, I like... Overall, I like Wes Anderson, you know? But I found myself watching this thinking um, that I, I feel like they can do kind of, like, stylized filmmaking in a way that, like, I, I wish... Like, they don't go overboard the, West, the way Wes Anderson does.
1: Mm.
2: Like, I feel like they film things in yeah. this like certain deliberate way, film yeah. objects in a certain way. And bring out these kind of larger-than-life performances. Yeah. But it never feels, like, too much or, like, too precious yeah. or, like, fetishized. Even in Fargo, I feel like it's, like, not... Like, it's, like, ju- just gets close enough to being kind of, like, Ew. Where there's some... There's a lot of Wes Anderson stuff that I feel like feels a little bit, like, embarrassing. I think now,
1: at this point, his movies are just, like, over well, the top. Grand
2: Budapest Hotel, I think, was was... Just kind of felt like this weird.
1: It felt like there was no story. It was just. Just like a of set Yeah. visuals, <laughs> yeah. which is funny
0: because that was like his most successful. Movie I, I don't I think
1: keep,
2: that's crazy. Right? Is that just a? Is that
1: just I, a kind I, of? A, a, of love, love, love a lot of people, people seem to
2: find it really fun, and I, I just didn't huh. find it fun. I feel like I don't remember any of the characters. I
1: don't remember anything that happened in it. I just remember <laughs> that I thought it looked cool, but I don't <laughs> yeah, know what cool. was going. I didn't well, care I, about like. I didn't feel any like connection between any of the yeah characters and There was a couple I felt scenes... the same way about Moonrise Kingdom where it's just like, oh, what's happening with these kids?
0: I I like Moonrise Kingdom okay, but that's definitely one where I feel like the stuff I like the most about it is the the least Wes Anderson y stuff. Like it makes it start to feel like the style is kind of like strangling the movie or something yeah. mm-hmm. and I kind of want to see the same movie just like turn the Wes Anderson knob down yeah. a little yeah. bit yeah, because there's stuff in that that I, that I really like I agree but it's just like yeah. he kind of smothers everything now it seems I mean I don't know I didn't even I didn't even bother to see Isle of Dogs was, oh yeah was nothing yeah. about it. it looked interesting yeah. to me yeah. which was a weird feeling yeah. i don't know
2: what else is judy
0: davison i she feel like so weird in the 90s she was in a lot of things um and so it's funny talking about like surrealist movies and whatever i don't yeah. think i think it must have come out not long after this and i must have seen it not long after this but she's also in naked lunch
2: oh is she um
0: which I remember it also being this thing about like reading the review of it in Rolling Stone and be like, "Wow, this seems sounds like a real different kind of movie."
2: Uh-huh. Um, I never saw that,
0: but yeah, I feel like she, I feel like she was in a lot of stuff in the nineties, hmm. um, and I can't remember the last time I saw her in anything.
2: Was there something in like the advertising for this that that actually showed like a giant mosquito or something?
0: There's a the mosquito isn't giant, but it's casting a giant shadow on his forehead. On the box.
2: The- on the poster. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because part of me kept wondering if, like, a giant, an actual giant mosquito was going <laughs> to show up <at> some point. <laughs> yeah.
1: You
2: um, don't have oh, yeah. the budget that
1: budget for that. What's that weird movie that I kept thinking of with John Goodman that I like? Like, I tried watching multiple times, wanting it to be good, but I couldn't get into it. Uh, the Flintstones. That's helpful, right? Flintstones. <laughs> Flintstones. He's in the Big Lebowski. Um, matinee.
2: Oh yeah, that's like like I actually watched that a couple months ago, and it's it's just kind of. Uh,
1: Does that have some sort of giant?
2: It's a bug? it's a it's a movie about um. A
1: movie.
2: Yeah. It's about like a like a guy who makes B <laughs> monster movies.
1: Okay.
2: But it's like during like like the height of, you know. um... Or one of the heights of, I guess, like nuclear war scares and stuff. Mm-hmm. The Cuban Missile Crisis. Oh, maybe it's that. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think that's what it is. And um, Joe Dante made that. Who made like Gremlins and mm. the Howling Explorers? Mm. And what else did he make in the eighties? Both both Gremlins. Oh yeah, Interspace. Um But it's kind of like after his. It's like early right. nine, early mm-hmm. yeah. Matinee? I didn't like I tried movie. to watch Matinee Why
0: does Joe Dante Feel like his movies The heroes Have to be so boring I, That's <laughs> I the only know reason I really know... like Inner Space Is because It's Dennis Quaid And Martin Short And they're like yeah, Charismatic more and fun But like <laughs> Fucking Zach Gallagher I mean whatever But um Yeah I feel like Pretty much every Joe Dante movie I can think of Except Inner Space Just It's just like You know we'll have All this wacky stuff Going on But happening to Like very bland people with maybe, like, kind of quirky friends, but, like, the heroes will be, like, Yeah, who's...
2: Is Dee you- Wallace the the lead in The Howling? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like she... From what I remember of that movie, it's, like, character-wise, there's not much to uh, invest in. Yeah. Explorers, I I could probably have a... Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with the kids in that.
1: Yeah, I like it's
2: it. It's, like, young Ethan Hawke.
1: Oh, yeah. I think that.
2: I, I could if you argued that those kids were boring that's I could handle that no they they,
0: they but, have but I, yeah.
2: they have a little personality um. but would gremlins be like I, I like Gremlins, and I wonder if it would be a worse movie if if he had if he was like because there's so much going on with the puppets and everything I feel like on some level he kind of it kind of works with him just being this like Joe Schmo like do you know what I mean? I guess. I just, I just feel like... It's like an man' man nobody. sort of... I don't know. No, I, I agree, though. I with mean, that, he's, he's that's better
0: hilarious. than... I remember the kids in Matinee being.
2: Yeah, Matinee. Matinee feels like a made-for-TV movie or something. I
0: think I remember... I mean, and this was like... I don't even I don't even know I remember it this much. It's probably like ten years ago or something at this point. But I just remember watching it and being like... I feel like John Goodman should be in this more... Like, In like it seemed yeah. kind of like it should be more about him and the movie he's making, as opposed to these boring kids, and their boring kids. Yeah, problems. but it's supposed to. It's,
2: that's the thing. Like, I'm super into those kinds of movies about kids, and that that one. Yeah, I, yeah. You know, not I'm not saying all. it shouldn't
0: have been about kids. Like that—that's generally a bad idea. It just seems like he's. But he, I, I
2: mean, John Goodman. I feel like I have a lot of goodwill.
0: Yeah. Sure. Well that that's an interesting the the the, thing like, about the him active. in this movie is that he's kind of like the only source of like warmth in the movie. <laughs>
1: yeah. Which is then There's interesting that he just kind him.
0: of he just kind of devolves into this like but somehow even after he turns into this kind of like like I don't know what, what to call him at the end, this monster man, he still somehow seems like the most
2: like human character in the movie, maybe? Like does that uh, by then I disagree I feel like he feels like this kind of supernatural but character, I mean, he, but
0: he seems he seems the most like I don't know what to well, you yeah,
2: touch but, with his feelings yeah because Barton was <laughs> so neurotic and like uh I I wasn't expecting it and I liked the way that um Barton actually relaxed around him and like liked him yeah I kind of yeah. wasn't expecting yeah. that dynamic to happen. And that was kinda nice. Uh, John couldn't have a lot of funny funny scenes just with the way he interacted with him, like getting him to come on the floor and wrestle with him and stuff, like the <laughs> looking at the camera and down like, Come on down yeah. yeah. here. Yeah. yeah. Um So this far into this discussion, do we, are we
1: gonna talk say about something about,
2: about
0: like
1: I mean we've what's... already said so much about what happens in the movie. No we haven't, really. Yeah. Well, well it's I guess about about just a... kinda of giving some stuff away, but
0: Maybe I'll move this earlier in the episode when I... I don't know. So it's set in 1941, around right before and right after Pearl Harbor happens, apparently. Um, uh, it's about a successful New York playwright who um, signs a contract to write B-movies in Hollywood.
2: And he's specifically writing a wrestling movie? Yeah. Is that a thing? Yeah. Apparently, I've never seen one. But I kind of I kind of think it was invented for this mo-
1: like yeah for this or movie. Almost. I've never of heard of wrestling movies. <laughs> or just the idea that a writer would be brought in to be like, we're writing a wrestler a wrestling movie for this actor. Go yeah. ahead, like I mean, yeah, I'm interested. As long in as you stay within this yeah, I mean, I,
0: I kind of imagine that there were probably a lot of like boxing movies, maybe or something. But I haven't really. Yeah. Heard of it. I just kind of yeah, took it at face value that oh, there are probably tons of, you know, because like. <laughs> there were tons of westerns and like, seems like having yeah. a wrestling ring is cheaper Sweet. than getting a horse And
2: a, I, I don't know <laughs> um yeah, and he, and so he you know, holds him holds himself up? yeah holds? holds yeah. himself up? Yeah. yeah, but you know what I just discovered the other day every time somebody says heartrending, I think oh, that's embarrassing, they don't know that it's heart wrenching, but both are a thing I didn't, I didn't know that. You knew that. Did you know that? I didn't know that. I don't know. I always thought it was just heart-wrenching.
1: Okay.
2: But heart ranching is wrong. What if Hidden Valley <laughs> says it, though?
1: <laughs> this sauce is gonna... <laughs> this episode is sponsored by... <laughs> Hidden Valley, Valley heart Ranching,
2: The company that comes
0: out with new ways to use the word ranch, and you <laughs> have to accept them. Straight out of the
2: bottle.
1: Put ranch on everything.
2: Squeeze it hard. You'll eat it. Um. So, I'm sorry. So he holds up. Holds up. In this like weird, awful nightmare hotel hotel. that like.
1: Kind of loves
2: it. It's hard (laughs) to. It's this is where it gets tricky to talk about because I this is the kind of movie that like. Is it was it one of those movies where like like maybe none of this stuff is even really happening. Or at least like, it seems
0: kind of like this movie that's taking place just in this total, like, like, weird, sort of, like, symbolic world or
2: something. Like, the way that, like, Eraserhead is or something. Actually, uh, it it makes, I mean, obviously it makes sense to bring up David Lynch, but, um, a lot of David Lynch movies and and this movie are that weird kind of sort of surreal uh, atmosphere where, like, nothing that crazy, I mean, a few really crazy things happen, like when the hotel catches on fire at the end while John Goodman's walking down the hall. Yeah. But a lot of the things that happen aren't, like, that weird. It's like, oh, the neighbor is really friendly in this really kind of, like, unnatural way. Or, like, the wallpaper keeps peeling. And, like, it's effective. I like it. But it is one of those things where it makes it, like, there's definitely other, you know, not that I can think of any right now, but I'm sure there's other kind of like more surreal f- movies where the imagery is is a lot more dreamy and you know
1: I think that's like what's weird? I kind of like yeah. about it is that like every time you look down the hallway of the hotel it like almost had a horror movie vibe. yeah but it also kind of didn't like it was yeah. just sort of like a kind of creepy but also just kind of quirky. Yeah. You didn't really know, like, what direction it was going in, or something, and... Yeah. I don't know.
2: Like, I think when... When when I think of something being surreal, you know, like... Pe- something like Salvador Dali, you know, like, yeah. those, those paintings are surrealist paintings, and yeah. there's, like, crazy imagery with, like... Yeah. You know, like...
1: Everything's it, melting.
2: Yeah, everything's melting and all the Dali paintings. But, but... You know, and some of the some David Lynch movie, like in Eraserhead, has a lot of stuff that is absolutely crazy. You know, like the baby in it. it yeah, it's it's, it's, it's crazy, a but a lot of it is just yeah. like, like it, it, the the dreaminess of it is just this hard to put your finger on thing about people just acting wrong, or like time just kind of moving in this weird way, and it does it ends up being this interesting experience of like, of like not knowing how much you're supposed to f- try to follow it as, like, a normal, yeah. linear kind of re- real story. It's, I don't know, it's interesting. I'm not... I'm, I'm probably complicating what I'm trying to say, but... Yeah. I, it's... You know, by the end of a movie like this, I do just kind of have a, that simple, you know, kind of almost embarrassing, normal, normal person response of just, like, what the heck was that about? Like, was that... <laughs> was that did that really happen? Like, what was John Goodman real, you know, like... Yeah. Like, did this guy ever even go to this hotel? Because there's, like, little hints or, cl- or clues, if you want to. Like, like when he goes to meet one of the movie producers, and they're like, where are you staying? And he's like, I'm at the... Was it called The Earl? Yeah. It's like, I'm at The Earl, and he's like, I've never heard of that. But put him in a different hotel.
0: Yeah. Then my brain
2: kind of goes like, is that because it's not real? Because he's like...
0: Yeah, or I like the, I like the thing where he's talking about the mosquitoes and he's like, "There's no mosquitoes in Los Angeles. Yeah, you're you like in
2: swamps. You're in a desert." Exactly. Um, well, maybe
1: he is John Goodman's character. It's like Fake
2: Club. <laughs> well, actually, it, this this brings me back to just David Lynch in general, or the thing you were talking about about like, you know, suddenly being exposed to like, kind of a different set of rules. Like, oh, you're allowed to make a movie like this. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like. Like, a lot of David Lynch movies, I, I watch those feeling like there's no... There's not even any, like, puzzle there. It's not this thing, like, where David Lynch knows the answers exactly. Yeah. Well, if he does, I don't care. You know, it's like, it's just kind of can wash over you as this... I don't know, Justin. I've seen a thing. lot of...
0: I've seen a lot of, like, the ending of this David Lynch movie explained videos on YouTube, so (laughs) somebody's figured it out. Uh, Every movie with any kind of ambiguity to it, there's somebody who's cranked out, like, a half-hour video on YouTube that explains it for you. Wow. (laughs) Like, it's a puzzle. What's the answer? What does this mean? What does this symbolize? You know, like, I feel like there's just something about this movie... Like I don't remember ever watching it, like like even back then, and thinking like I gotta figure out how this all adds up, you know? Like which makes I this, was just kind yeah. of happy to sort of ride along with with. Uh, I don't know. I guess the kind of the kind of dream likeness of it. I, I feel like it's almost like I mean, as much as I don't really respond emotionally to this movie, I feel like there is sort of like an emotional sense that it makes to me. Yeah, and there's like certain lines of dialogue that feel important to me and that I that I kind of like I feel like they sort of color
2: the movie more when I've watched it again yeah. and stuff like yeah. I don't know it's a, so it's a weird movie to like pick to talk about because yeah. some of the things that are like most it's definitely one of those movies where like some of the stuff I like most about it to talk about it and be recorded talking about it <laughs> is <laughs> kind of embarrassing and kind of maybe would just end up ruining what I like about it. Yeah. You know, like the ending of the movie yeah. with him on the beach finding himself basically inside the photo that was on the wall in the hotel yeah. with the woman on the beach. There's, I have a response to that. You know, like, I do have a response to that emotionally. Yeah. But okay. to try to talk about it would I don't want to, right? Like, <laughs> no, dude, what I, I don't not, know. I mean, do you? Like, do you mean talk about like why
0: you respond that way? Because I feel like that's where it gets tricky for me. Cause yeah. I'm, I don't really know.
2: Well, that's that, about, I think like, that's probably the problem is to try, to try to put it into words. Like, some of the stuff I've already said, listening to it again, it's probably going to sound kind of stupid because I'm probably trying to put things into words that are kind of beyond that. Yeah. So I don't know. It's a tricky. So then you're just kind of left talking about like other stuff. Like um, his like his performance is really good. John Goodman's? Uh, no, John Turturro. Like yeah. Like I, I actually I really liked um I really liked the scene where he's like dancing. Oh um, yeah, yeah, at the, at the USO. <laughs> like, that that was like a yeah. nice kind of like little break <laughs> from his like. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, he was doing that in kind of an erotic... Yeah. lashing out kind of crazy way too but it was a nice break from him kind of brooding and being freaked out. Yeah.
1: Um, in his room.
2: yeah. um Like that felt like an important scene kind of when he was like I'm a writer. I'm a writer. Yeah. Did John Goodman say Hail Hitler? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That, see that's that feels crazy. Like I well, Okay. Yeah. yeah. Here's, here's yeah. where we're at. Like while yeah. I'm watching all that part of me is Part of me is feeling like I could just let it all kind of be whatever it is, like I'm having a dream, like how I approach David Lynch movies. Or I could kind of be sitting here thinking like, wait, is John Goodman the devil? (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, is he literally supposed to be like some, like, is this going to be a devil's advocate, Al Pacino kind of (laughs) thing that happens? No, seriously, to the point where when he said, like, sometimes I just want to crawl out of my skin... I was He's thinking, done. like, is John Goodman going to peel off his skin? and He's meeting? going to be the big mosquito. <laughs> yes, yeah, <so> the big <laughs> mosquito devil. Uh, John Mahoney has a very uh, unlikable.
1: Yeah. <laughs> character.
2: Oh, you didn't. Yeah. You didn't find him a charming Southern gentleman. <laughs> well, I mean, the first like vomiting scene with him is pretty rough.
1: Yeah, that's like when we meet him.
2: That's really gross. Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: You know, I like this movie more the more I'm thinking about it.
0: Well, I feel like.
2: Okay, I I feel like a lot of
0: what, not what helps this movie, but I I feel like um, what gives this movie flavor to me, which is actually something I feel a lot. I it never really occurred to me before that this movie, I feel like it's easy for me to kind of pair it together with Eraserhead, which I is it just a hair mat? It's partially a <laughs> hair, but also just the setting and um, just the general vibe of a lot of it. But um but I will I, say
1: that I haven't seen that movie and I wasn't a hundred percent that like going into this that this wasn't that movie, if that makes sense.
0: How do you mean?
1: I don't know, well, like I saw hmm. the beginning of Eraserhead once, and I think that I like watching the beginning of a trailer for this
2: It's another guy with I think tall hair It was hair. easy
1: to confuse like I don't know. Something yeah, like, uh, the, I like, don't it,
2: I don't want to derail things too much, but yesterday Ashley was in the other room watching Boys on the Side.
1: (laughs) Oh no. Which is a
2: movie with Whoopi Goldberg and Drew Barrymore and Mary Louise Parker, is that her name? Mm -hmm. And I don't know how we got on the topic. We were talking about like Drew Barrymore movies or something or if she had seen Boys on the Side before and she said to me, wait, so this movie, this isn't riding cars with boys. (laughs) And I looked at her like, are you asking me if wait what are you asking me she's like why are you confused she's like no no I mean this movie this isn't riding cars with boys I was like boys on the side isn't riding no it's not and then it kept getting deeper and deeper and she was like she, and I and I said no Whoopi Goldberg's not in, in that and she said but Whoopi Goldberg's in this She's like, what's confusing you about this?
1: And <laughs> then like five Drew minutes later, she was like, "She was
2: like, Drew Barrymore was in both of those movies. It was, I, it, maybe it's not that interesting <laughs> in hindsight, but no, it, it, it's not, I just right. but the like the idea of like, it's similar to the question you just asked. Well, like, I wasn't sure that Barton Fink was an eraser head. Like, you're aware of both movies, <laughs> but you're not sure that they're not the same thing. It's a very interesting I know, I world Well, it was also...
0: (laughs) Because the way you bring it up, it's kind of like saying, I think I kind of thought this movie called Barton Fink was the movie called Eraserhead. (laughs) I was aware there was a (laughs) movie called Eraserhead, and I I thought maybe the movie called Barton Fink was that movie. I I only knew the title, but... Okay, (laughs) no, it makes sense to me now. This
1: came up because you said that there's some sort of relation... Between Barton Fink and Eraserhead Oh yeah, it that's where you we were that in yeah. my brain, When I hadn't seen either of the movies But I had this vague idea About oh, sure, them yeah. That I would confuse them And with Riding in Cars with Boys And Boys Inside I googled the wrong movie So I was confused when I said Whoopi Goldberg is in this movie Thinking I was googling the other one But I was googling the one that I was watching
0: yeah, where you? Do? I think the way you first, the way you first brought it up, I sort of imagined you like looking at a DVD of Barton Fink and going, "Oh, Barton Fink,
2: Eraserhead." <laughs> Eraserhead. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's that all what you, you had felt like she, yesterday. She's got one movie on the screen, and she's pointing at it and going, "This isn't Riding Cars with Boys, right?" <laughs>
1: yeah. Anyway, I was trying to, I don't know.
2: Okay, so sound talk. Like an okay. Idiot. So what I was going
1: to say, was that's
2: your, was,
0: that's like, your
1: no, that's not my shtick, I'm Being smart, no, I'm not the dumb girl sitting here, I don't know anything about movies,
2: oh jeez, I didn't say that, now I'm depressed, <laughs> actually, I don't think you <laughs> have to. let's talk about
1: sense and sensibility again, <laughs>
2: <laughs> What's, what about sense and
1: sensibility, let's talk about
0: it, Alan Rickman, <clears throat> enough said so what I was what I was gonna say was something that both of those movies have in common is that you know they're very much this kind of dive into this surreal kind of dream version of like our world kind of which can be kind of a heavy overbearing kind of way to make a movie but they also both um have a sense of humor Yeah. Which I think helps a lot. Yeah. And not necessarily that a movie like this needs to have a sense of humor, but I think both of them are not movies I would have returned to as much if I didn't find them um, amusing.
2: Do all of David Lynch's movies have a sense of humor, do you think? Not The Elephant Man. But that's a different thing altogether.
0: I'd say not the elephant man, not Dune. No, Dune Dune has Oof. like one or two jokes in it. And they really? feel really out of place. There's there's a moment in it that sticks out to me because it's like the only maybe it's the only funny movement in the movie. But um <laughs> I, okay. So have you seen Dune, um, Ashley? I don't
1: think so.
0: Okay, so I want you to picture. There's uh there's a fat man in like a robot suit that lets him fly Ooh. around a room. He's got zits and stuff all over his face. He's I can't imagine face. what she's picturing. Okay. Picture <laughs> a, a big, head, fat, red-headed robot. man with, like, a suit that lets him fly. Okay. And then do you know who Brad Dourif is?
1: No.
0: Okay, picture you play picture. Yeah, he played Wormtongue in Lord
2: of the Rings, but he's in one from a cuckoo's nest. Picture a kind
1: of oh. shifty... Oh.
2: He played the kid, guy who killed himself, Billy. The stuttering kid. In one of a cuckoo's nest.
1: Okay. Can't...
0: Really picture him. Okay. Okay. So, well, anyway, just picture another guy,
1: not <laughs> not not
0: fat, not, <laughs> not blind, zits, no zits, but but okay. with with big puffy eyebrows and big puffy hair. I love guided visualizations. And like a stain on his mouth. But anyway, okay. in some scenes, so, I think
1: I might know who this actor is.
0: Okay. So they're they're like two of the villains in the movie.
1: Okay.
0: And. And Brad Dourif's character is kind of like the brains of the operation kind of thing, but the other guy is the like the main villain. But there's something where, where Brad Dourif is is saying is talking about like their plan, and he's like, and my plan. And then the floating fat guy goes, my plan. And there's like this pause, and Brad Dourif goes, the plan. And it's like the only oh joke God. in the movie. It feels like the part in Legend where they go, Adios, amigos! Oh like, it's gosh. just this
2: weird, like, Legend nonsense so joke weird. in the yeah. middle of. Uh... V- that's so not a David Lynchy kind of joke either. Like, but you... it's funny. <laughs> yeah, I thought yeah.
0: it was funny. And I'm trying to remember, that <laughs> might be the only funny thing in it. It is really fucking weird. But, um, Lost Highway is not it. really funny. Yeah, that- that's why I don't I know like
1: that you had to, like, help me visualize. <laughs> All the details of this. Scene. Oh, I just thought there it would be in fun. The line.
0: I just thought it would be fun to describe <laughs> what a weird movie it was
2: before I, I went into it. Um, yeah, Lost Highway. A, Lost Highway does, is not fun. No, at all. and his movie because like even like Mulholland Drive. it has. Oh, yeah. Funny, fun stuff in it. Yeah, he does better when there's a little bit of f- silliness.
0: Yeah, yeah. All, like even have you seen the Straight Story? No, I never saw that. I want to do an episode about that. I think. Yeah, I never but saw that. But even that has has some some. I'm not even that, but like it's got some kind of like humor in it. Yeah, uh, like uh,
2: Inland Empire. I don't know if that. Does. I think like my brain just shuts off when when I tried to watch that movie. I need, I need to try to watch that again. I don't know if there's anything funny in that. I can't believe that's the last movie he made.
0: Well, he says, he calls the new Twin Peaks an 18-hour movie. Oh, right, I'm sorry. Yeah, that was a big (laughs) undertaking, yeah. But, um... I feel like that's a weird thing to say about, you know... I don't know. Yeah. I feel like if you make a bunch of TV episodes... It's not a movie. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I'm not someone to be like, this was not a rom-com, this was a dramedy! But I kind of feel like... There's, it's a TV show it's not a movie I'm willing to make yeah. that distinction and, and stick by it I don't know yeah I just say that because I feel like the year that the new Twin Peaks came out I was seeing all these like top ten movies of the year list, and people were putting Twin Peaks the series on it because they were like it's just so good that it deserves <laughs> to be with all these movies and yeah. I kind of feel like not fair you could get into like yeah and this yeah. Beyonce album should be on there too and this baseball game I went to
2: <laughs> like <laughs> the sandwich I had. <laughs> um, um, have you guys have you seen Do the Right Thing? I still haven't. Really? I I've, yeah. I've, I've
1: seen. You? I have not. I've only seen the dance wow. in the beginning multiple times.
0: I've seen almost oh, no um, Spike Lee movies. I've seen Malcolm X and Twenty Fifth Hour, and that's all. Twenty Fifth Hour is, is pretty good, right? I hated it when I oh, saw okay. it, but I'm curious good.
1: what I would think of it now because everyone loved it when it came out. Huh. I've maybe only seen Kirkland Oh yeah, you've seen Kirkland. couple times? <gasps> I, think I don't I know if
2: that's one people talk about, but I like it a lot. Yeah. It's I it's really like a, a it's a movie about like kids.
1: What, uh, what other I mean
2: Um he made She's Gotta Have It was like a student right. film maybe.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: I tried to watch that and for some reason couldn't get into it. He made School Days. T V show now.
1: He's yeah, TV I don't know what's up with that. The yeah,
2: they like re- rebooted it as a TV show, kind of. Yeah, uh, I just he made School out. Days, which I, I liked. Uh, then I think Do the Right Thing. Yeah. Then I don't know in what order. Mo but he, Blues. But Mo Better Blues, um, Jungle Fever, Malcolm X,
0: Clockers, somewhere Clockers,
2: somewhere get, so, on, get on the Bus, Summer of Sam, but Bamboozled. I haven't seen a lot yeah. of those. Um, I have a
0: factoid for you. Please. I was I was I was um, looking at stuff about John Terturo on Wikipedia earlier today, and I don't remember much, but I do remember that John Terturo has been in more Spike Lee movies than any other actor, which surprised me. I think he's been (laughs) in like eight or nine.
2: Wow, that's interesting.
0: I don't know which ones. I mean, I know he's in Do the Right Thing, but beyond that, I don't even know.
2: He's got that new movie that looks pretty good. Spike Lee. Yeah, Black Klansman. Yeah. I
0: want to go see it.
2: Oh, Kristen see it. told
0: me that was. She thought that was as good as Do the Right Thing. Really? Yeah.
2: That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Have you made a vampire movie recently? I like did. The yeah. Sweet Blood of Jesus or something like that? Yeah. He's actually got a lot of movies. I. No I
0: yeah. Mean, like, I, I heard Inside Man was good.
2: I never even heard of that one.
0: Um, it's like a. I feel like it's sort of less of a personal movie to him. It's like this bank heist movie with Denzel Washington. How oh, weird! Hmm. Um, yeah, I think unfortunately, I remember watching Twenty Fifth Hour and hating it and being like, ah, Spike
2: Lee, yeah,
0: he's I think, overrated. No, I think so then I, I didn't like continue I think I to watch like, all experience. the other movies. So I remember liking Malcolm X back in the day.
2: Yeah, I think it feels less like it doesn't have like that stylized Spike Lee thing to the point that some of them do. But maybe I would like that. But I, I, I liked Malcolm X. I mean, I was just saying this to you the other day. Like, I feel like Denzel Washington in the, This is going to sound so stupid. But oh, this is going to sound ridiculous because he's, like, this important figure. But um, the same way that when I think of Jim Morrison, part of my brain thinks of, um, like, a lot of people, I bet, thinks of... Um, uh, who played Jim Morrison in the Doors movie? Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer, uh, kind of first. Like I kind of picture right. Val Kilmer. I feel like when I think of Malcolm X, I picture Denzel Washington as Malcolm X.
0: Mm-hmm. I could see that being yeah. good for a lot of people, you know, because yeah. if, you, if you watch a,
2: a movie about this guy, I mean, in both cases, it's, it's because of they like did a really good archival. job. Right. Each but they yeah. like both both of those movies. I feel like those mm-hmm. actors. The Doors movie isn't good, but but Val Kilmer lives up to. Yeah. his end of the bargain it's like you, when
1: I picture Bruce when I think of Bruce Springsteen I'm picturing Luke from Gilmore <laughs> well
0: you know what's you, you That's know so what's so fucked up what's so if, if you if you sing when you picture Malcolm X you picture Denzel Washington as I kind of I like that almost he's the more real Malcolm X in your uh, mind I mean
2: that sounds well, fucked up well
0: but. but what I was going to say is so I have an even dumber version of that which is um there are certain voice actors okay like Dr. Katz I, in my head, John Katz doesn't look how he looks in real life. He looks <laughs> <in> <laughs> like Doctor uh, yes. Katz. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But w- what's even weirder is like, um, so I really like Steven Universe. Yeah. And there's a there's the Cartoon Network does a podcast about it where they have the voice actors on a lot. Mm. Yeah. And when the voice actors are talking, I picture them looking like their
1: characters. Right.
0: Because wow, yeah. The the characters are very much written to their personalities. <laughs> So they yeah. sound pretty similar. I mean, they're, that that makes it sound like they're not good voice actors, but they are. But like, it's just funny that, like, you know, I, I know what these people look like, but I kind of feel like, but that's that's not really, yeah, yeah.
2: you know, Dr. I, Katz. I had that really strong actually. Yeah, even with John with John Benjamin and Laura Silverman. <laughs> yeah, because Laura Silverman was on um, the Sarah Silverman program. Yeah, as a character, and it was always really like. Uh, I mean, she speaks in a different voice, but it's still kind of. Yeah. Strange, it uh, feels like.
0: Yeah, I think John Katz might be the most striking. Yeah, because, because he like actually looks, looks kind like, of uh, like it. An approximation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like of...
2: John Benjamin. John Benjamin's in there? Yeah. Like, doesn't look like the sun on Dr. Katz. I like Dr. Katz. I should watch that again. There's a lot of it.
0: Is there? There's like 11 seasons really? or something. Yeah. Wow. It was on for really? a long time. Yeah, I, I had no idea. I thought it was just like a blip. Or maybe there's not eleven, but I know that the um, huh. the the Doctor Cat's box set is like thirteen DVDs. Wow, that's that's interesting. Huh. So,
2: yeah, it was on for a lot longer than I thought it was. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. That was like an early Comedy Central show, I think, wasn't it? I don't know
0: how early. I
2: don't know when Comedy Central started. I don't know.
1: Oh well. No. Oh, no.
0: So all these things well, remind me of Barton Fee. I don't know what else no, to say I though, about yeah, about it. Um, yeah, really, with me, I, I feel like the, the main thing for me... Not the main thing for me of interest with it, but the, the most striking thing to me about it now is yeah, just that I feel like it came from a time where I feel like my taste in movies was kind of being shaped. And I, I feel like it's part of this particular wave of weird kind of sort of elegantly creepy with sort of like weird mournful music playing over it I like the music in this movie a lot I feel like
2: yeah I felt like you know what I thought I thought that during this movie I thought there was a couple times where there was pretty like traditional sort of like or like string sort of music maybe maybe I'm just trying that wrong I feel like this movie could have had, like, quirky music. Yeah. And I'm glad that it didn't. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, like
0: seeing this and seeing um, Dead Ringers for the first time. Yeah. Which was a huge movie for me in high school. Um, I mean, it's not like I watched tons of tons of movies like that. But, but, yeah, that was definitely around the time where I felt like I was sort of, like, discovering what movies were capable of.
2: I kind of thought I would never see this movie kind of in this weird way because of what you're saying. Like, I feel like I've always thought of it sort of as this like specific era of like, of like, of art, artsy movie. Yeah. That I kind of missed the boat on this. So it's like, uh, I got to keep going or something. Yeah. Like, like I probably, it would like for me to take the time to watch dead ringers or naked lunch. Yeah. Movies from that like five year period or whatever, like late eighties, early nineties. It, it, I don't know there's this weird feeling like I'm probably never going to see a lot of those movies
0: yeah there is I have to say there's something about this movie that dates it to me and I'm not sure what it is exactly but there's something about it where I watch it and I feel like ah, early in, 90s huh, do you feel like there's in a way that was like was from? Uh, I don't yeah,
1: even know maybe it, maybe it made makes sense, sense to huh? me that it's yeah I don't know
2: what it is I don't know if, right. <laughs> if it's just Steve Buscemi or Hi. something. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's interesting to see, see Steve Buscemi in such a tiny, like, Yeah. like when did when was his breakout?
1: Oh, was this As a character actor, actor, actor. actor? Was it Reservoir Dogs?
2: Oh yeah, uh, uh, this is before Connor. <laughs> um, Fargo, maybe? Far,
0: yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't know if he ever really had a maybe breakout. He's, he's kind of had a slow
2: like, kind of. He's everywhere. Oh, uh, Big Lebowski, I think he, is a big one for him actually.
0: Maybe I like mean, like
2: his dynamic with John Goodman.
0: I feel like I was very aware of him through the '90s, but I don't remember it really being like.
2: We tried to watch. Um, we didn't even watch the whole thing. I don't think we tried to watch Raising Arizona. Yeah, a couple years um, ago, and we we both I didn't like, like it. Really didn't like it. Actually, How it's funny. Even
1: remember why? It's
2: funny that it's earlier just... I said that the Coen brothers do a better job mm. not going like overboard with like the stylized sort of. Raising Arizona is
0: definitely overboard. And,
2: or, I think Raising Arizona. I was watching it, and it surprised me how much it felt kind of like too much. Like a, like when oh. a like when a Wes Anderson movie is too much. I feel like it's ahead of its time. I guess they
0: they have this weird soft spot for this kind of like I don't know how else to describe it, but this like kind of grotesque humor where it's like like fat men yelling really loud and like cameras zooming into people's faces and yeah. like like um they're into, like, these kind of, like, like, sort of, like, dumb redneck humor kind of things. Like, Yeah. Like, uh, I enjoy Raising Arizona, but it, but it is, like,
2: it's... I would give it another shot, but it's I... It's kind of assaultive.
0: My... Um, I think, I think the fact that Nicolas Cage is kind of sweet in it, like, somehow yeah. balances it out in a way that I like. I don't know.
2: you have to watch it again. I didn't... I don't know. we, we yeah, was really But... Busy.
0: But yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of their like more comical movies, or the comical parts in their serious movies, there's a lot of like, oh, oh, kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, I feel like, um, oh, they also did um, Burn After Reading.
2: Oh, yeah. Which that's, to that's me... Kind of like this un- I think that's like a uh, probably un- underappreciated Coen Brothers movie. I love that yeah. movie. Yeah, I, think, I think it's one
0: of their best movies. And I think part of it yeah. is, uh, to me, this is going to sound, I don't know, but like, I feel like that's the first one maybe where they're doing like just this overt screwball comedy stuff. But it's not rooted in that kind of like yeah. stuff. Like it's it's more kind of like fussy and neurotic and I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I love I like the that one. So yeah, I, I there was a point where Barton Fink. I was like, this is one of the best movies I've ever seen. Also, I've seen very few movies.
2: I no, I, I get, I get that how you can have that experience.
0: I don't know. I still, I still definitely like it better than most of their movies, but it's not one that I own. I feel like it's right on the fence of whether it's one that I like enough that I'd want to like mm-hmm. own it.
1: I don't know. Um, I. I liked this movie visually. I feel like we've already talked about this a little bit with Wes Anderson stuff, but, um... brown. But, uh, I just... I did, like, the attention to detail. I liked that when we first see Steve Buscemi, his uniform is, like, all dusty, (laughs) and, um, the hotel felt very much like The Jane in New York, which is funny because in this hotel it's called The Earl. Except The Jane has, like, teeny-tiny rooms, um... But it feels similarly decorated and yeah. stuff. Um but uh yeah, I don't know. I yeah, I liked it.
0: I like how I'm unnaturally sure. long the hallways yeah, seem to be like how the how yeah. big something yeah, it's like all the
1: shoes set me. You out, never like, see it from the
0: outside.
1: Yeah.
2: Which is another reason to feel like it's <laughs> not it real. Exist.
1: yeah. Also, like this weird there's all
0: these people staying there. Like, they're all putting their yeah. shoes out and stuff. You never yeah. see any of them. No,
1: that is really interesting because he only once hears someone else. Yeah, and when, even with that, when John Goodman's character is like, oh, they've been keeping you up on that, and he's like, wait, how did you hear? It? Yeah, My what, room is in between. What
2: is the noise that first, when he first calls the front oh, desk about John Goodman, what does he wait, hear? It's like, weird laughing. Yeah,
1: it's weird laughing.
2: I can't remember what it ended up showing, like, what it led to, but the part where the camera went down the drain... hmm wh- What was down the drain? Just kind of this scummy pipe.
1: Yeah, that's weird.
0: And it seemed, like like s- hear- it seemed like you were hearing the sounds of the wrestlers
2: from mm-hmm. earlier over it, like the sex
1: yeah. sounds were kind
0: of ble- blending into the, like, Rah!
2: kind of stuff. You know, yeah. there's... So- I, I like hearing that this is a movie that they wrote really quickly, so I think sometimes there is really something t- to that of, of, like, of, like, pu- you know, putting all the effort into making a movie yeah. into an idea that just came to you really quickly.
0: Yeah, it's interesting that it came to them pretty much, like, like, fully formed, I think, but, but they wrote it together. Like, that's an yeah. interesting,
2: uh... Yeah. That's interesting. I don't know. Is one of them married to Frances McDormand? Yes. Joel. And, and they both write and direct and edit all the movies but for a long time it was only crediting one of them as directing
0: yeah they didn't write up but they wrote most of them but yeah there was some directors guild rules things or something like that where a lot of them would say like produced by Ethan Cohen, directed by Joel yeah Cullen.
2: this this one did that's interesting I I always thought that that was just a real thing huh
0: yeah I don't know what's up with that
2: um interesting
0: I feel like there's other stuff i want to say about this but i don't know what i have to say about it
2: except you just that want to like mention scenes that you like more
0: just kind of like it's so hard to talk about like themes and stuff like that but like um well one of them is just the whole thing about this guy who keeps trying to work on stuff and can't quite get around to doing it and keeps sort of like yeah. Just the weird like paralysis of trying to make stuff I feel like I can relate to now in a way that I could not when I was in high school. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so that's a thing. Like I, I feel like I I feel like I can feel those parts of the movie in a different way than I did then. Um I don't know, and the other thing is just something that I feel like even though it's like this big recurring thing in the movie ends up kind of, like, defining a lot of the relationship between John Gooden's character and John Turturro's character, but the whole thing about Barton kind of, like, wanting to be this, like, voice of the common man, but like, kind of insulating himself from people and not really... like, the whole thing about like, like empathy requires understanding. Um... And, like, John Goodman's character saying, like, if you don't listen.
2: Like, he keeps saying, like, Oh, yeah, there's that little great like, scene where like, uh, he kept saying, I got yeah. a story for you. Yeah, yeah, like... And he kept ignoring him. I think
0: yeah. just, like, as I, as I get older and increasingly find myself, like, aware of, like, how easy it is to get sucked into this thing of, like, feeling like you have the authority to speak for people that you don't actually know much about, or things like that, and, like, just... Uh, I don't know. I just, I just feel like that whole element of the movie. Like, I, I don't even know if I really got that when I was younger. I think I just kind of mm. thought like weird stuff's happening. They're yelling about something, but like, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't really, you know, at the end when John Goodman's like, "You don't listen," I was kind of like, "Okay, he doesn't listen. That guy's crazy." Like, I, I didn't really like. <laughs> That's when I was like, "It's a fourteen-year-old." Well, it's weird to think of like. Like, at a time when I was younger, when I was, like, enthusiastic about movies, but also just, like, totally, like, unable to comprehend a lot of what I was... Not that I'm saying I watch this movie now and comprehend it, but just in the sense of, like, like, that dialogue seems important or something like that. Like, I remember watching The Godfather when I was a kid and being like, now they're killing somebody else! I don't know why! (laughs) Right. You know, (laughs) like... um, yeah, so that that that's an interesting thing about watching the movie now is just that I feel like it, it resonates in a different way when I was younger, and I feel like when I was younger I mostly just was kind of sort of grooving on the 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 weird dreaminess of it all. Yeah. But that I can actually sort of like pick up things about it that I can relate to now uh, is a sign of my wisdom and maturity.
2: we were always talking about how mature you are and
0: wise um mm, yeah so guys old. i'm so wide. old old so old we always talk about how old you are <laughs> i don't know yeah this is the part of the podcast where we rally for the big comedy finale <laughs> what should how should that
2: work yeah. this time oh that reminds me uh we're gonna be at comic-con 1999 no, we're going to be at Comic-Con 2019 <laughs> booth uh, 237, right? Um, we've got plenty of glossies for Matt and Ashley, but I'm all out. So, That's like a headshot? Yeah. So you thought you were like pasties?
1: No. I you
2: my lip glossies. <laughs> we're going to be selling Bonnie Bell lip glossies. We're sponsored by um, Cool Ranch Doritos, Bonnie Bell, River Valley Ranch.
1: <laughs> cool Ranch
2: Doritos. <laughs> um... <laughs> um Pringles once you pop you can't stack them enough if you you stack enough Pringles uh, at Comic Con we'll talk to you about who we're sponsored by bring glossy if you want glossies of me signed you have to bring them because I've already sent too many out Matt and and Ashley have stacks they've got plenty they printed way too many Um, that's all yeah that's all I have to say
1: this is the part of
2: thinking, like, I'm gonna leave
1: this. <laughs> no,
2: I'm
0: just, no, I'm just, I'm just impressed. Justin. I'm just impressed that I said big comedy finale, and Justin turned on a dime.
2: And I've always got Comic Con jokes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's like ready for his big break. I want he the whole show to be my heads. big break.
2: It's like we should talk about. Justin, like, you're already
0: on a hit podcast. <sighs> it's
2: a hit. I know. You're Does a, you're a
1: series. You're a
2: series regular. I like saying we're glossies. You know, you don't, you're yeah. uncomfortable when I say that I
1: don't know what it is You just like
2: shuddered I said glossies and you went oh, oh, now not I
1: a I didn't do that at all You
2: quaked, you had a body quake
1: I did I had She's a big quicken. sigh And like My straight man face
2: Barton make you think
0: Ugh <laughs> <laughs> uh. Um, this is, a, this is an awkward place to throw in another piece of trivia, but I feel like I, I just remembered it and I thought you'd appreciate it, just because it surprised me so much. Apparently, for years, the Coen brothers have been kicking around the idea of making a sequel to this movie wow. called Old Think, set in, like, the 60s, Whoa. and wow. there was just this question of, does John Turturro look old enough yet? But I guess they're like so they still talk about it now and then. So there's still but it's possibly it's literally That, that much later. That's a weird thing well, for I, it mean, to like... they, I think when they were first talking about it, they felt like he wasn't old enough yet. But oh, okay. I guess it still comes up. There is
2: old age makeup.
0: It's just weird of all the movies that you can imagine thinking, I wonder if there'll be a sequel to that. Yeah. yeah. This doesn't strike. I like me the as...
1: idea that instead of just doing old makeup, they're just waiting for him to get old enough to be old.
0: Wow, that's funny. What if movies did that with everything?
1: Yeah.
0: Like if they were like, oh this guy needs to get shot at the end yeah, of movie, special but effects. But the real. actor hasn't been shot. <laughs> Maybe wow. he, Is will he be,
1: ready to be shot. Should he yet? move to
0: a more dangerous neighborhood? <laughs> that doesn't make any <laughs> no.
2: Just do more comedy jokes. I take special effects for granted. I do. Yeah. The fact that there are special effects you know what's weird the other no you know what I don't want to say that because it shows that I listened to half an episode of the Joe Rogan podcast and that's not good
1: who's that
2: he's not good is that morning Joe no it's it's mm. he's the guy who used to host Fear Factor and now he's like this uh, he's like a comedian I think he's gonna get me let's not talk about it but anyway so the other day me and Ashley maybe Matt maybe you have something to say about this was it you actually I was talking about this? I don't okay. know what you're talking the about Okay, the idea right that, now. that child actors is a thing. You were talking to me about this. Oh, I was talking to you about this. Yes. So that after we talked about that, it, I was watching this episode of this podcast. There's a video of it with Macaulay Culkin on it. And the guy was asking him about like, what's up with child actors? Because children can't have any other jobs. And he said literally the same thing as me. He was like, oh, well, sure they can. And you got models and dancers. Yeah. It's, it's weird though that like, Certain things feel like feel like well we need to have kids in the movie, yeah, so right. so this has to be a job for children. Right. But there's no other jobs that are like that. That is really strange. Yeah. But it's like too valuable a part of the culture. Yeah. But like no, we need to risk <clears throat> these kids a little bit for the sake of the movies. That's weird. Yeah. And I feel like I kind of agree. <laughs> That's what's That's weird, weird about it. It's what? just like yeah, some of them will get caught up in the in the cogs, but. Gotta have those movies. Yeah. What if they had movies with no children, or no animals, no one who can't agree, no extras. Now extras it, generally agree. To um, what about the kind of that don't? He told me to tell jokes and I didn't.
1: Did he tell you to tell jokes? I don't think he that's said, what happened. I did.
2: didn't need you to tell a big joke. I said, tell your comedy joke. Okay. Tell a big one. Don't drop the mic. <laughs> How am going
1: Goodbye. I gonna... Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Goodbye.
1: Is that me? <laughs> oh, my God. Is you mean? I, I guess it was. <laughs>